Well, I might be kicked off of Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure what's going on. Everything appears to be in order. Maybe it's just something on my end. But, I mean, it could be as simple as my app not correctly updating. But it seems to not exist. The new episode I posted yesterday, which was, eh, you know, whatever. I don't think you're missing out. I shouldn't be. I know, I know. I'm a bad, I'm a bad critic of myself. But I don't, I mean, what did I say? What do I say that's so dangerous? The rules change so fast I can't even keep up. I've already had my, the Google account associated with my old podcast completely eradicated like i can't even get in and check the email address it i mean it was a gmail account i can't even get in and and check the email for that account that account anymore hundreds of hours of videos gone and i, I mean with no explanation of of what i said but boohoo i talk about it all the time this is the game that they play this is why you shouldn't give Google any of your business or any of or Amazon for that matter. They're they're guilty of the same thing. Because they tricked all of these people into creating their livelihood on their platform. They make a channel that and they get a million subscribers and they create this wonderful content and then the globalist new world order comes along and says, hey, we don't like what this person is saying. Shut their channel down. Now this person has no livelihood. And they say, I mean, what do I need to do? Delete all of these videos where I make these factual claims and spread awareness to the people of the world, okay, fine, as long as I can get back to collecting a paycheck. What are they supposed to do differently? I know I make it sound like it's this despicable thing, but I don't think that I'm better just because I won't play that game. I'm not better. I'm worse. <laughs> Call it sticking to my guns, I guess. And th But that was just the beginning. I, I mean, I ran through a similar thing with this game that I liked to play that was still in, in early development. There were a lot of content creators associated with that game that were starting to, to achieve some success and they were able to quit their jobs and, and be a streamer, full-time content creator. It was really exciting to be close to that kind of a thing. And uh, then one day the game developer just pulled the plug, shut it all down. They didn't have to do that, but they did it anyway and uh, really ruined. I mean, I don't know if the people that I was close to that were involved in that arena, I don't know how reliant they had become. Uh, but I know this one guy, his gamer tag was Notch at the time. He changed it to something else I don't remember.
he was quitting his job. He was streaming full time. Things were going really well. And then boom. It all, I mean, this game developer just pulled the rug out from under him. There's plenty of arguments you could make for the other side. I mean, one of them that I hear a lot for the social media companies and Google, et cetera, is, well, it's a private company. They can do what they want. It's true. So it just makes me wonder how far into the process of developing this major video platform was YouTube when they decided, hey, we could run a really effective censorship racket here if we want to. And here we are now. I mean, I don't even know my Twitter account got banned. I don't remember how many followers. Five times what I have now, at least. And it's coming back. And, you know, they did the same thing. It was the same, uh, the same playbook, the same game plan, maybe. With the vaccine mandates, it seemed like. Hey, you had this great job. Sorry, you didn't want to get a shot. And now, isn't it fascinating the excuses they make? Like, I've, I've heard, I mean, let's just see. I bet there's something in the news. Canceled flights, right? Apparently, I mean, I don't fly, not because I'm afraid, but just because I don't want to. All right. Don't judge me. The rumors are that flights get canceled all the time. Uh, a friend of mine, some some friends of mine recently had to cancel their plans to uh, attend a wedding. I think it was. I don't I should pay more attention when my wife talks. But their flight was canceled, so they couldn't go. Just, uh, sorry about that. And they go, oh, it's because it's of the crazy weather, because climate change doesn't have anything to do with the vaccine mandates that we forced on all of our pilots. And this is one thing that I really relate to that Adam Carolla likes to say all the time. I know I'm a big Adam Carolla fanboy. He says, if you're good... You can do that kind of thing. If you have a special talent that only, I mean, I don't know. I wonder what 5% percent or less probably of the world's population is, is pilots. They don't have to put up with that. They say, no, thank you. Then the most insidious part of it is they don't say, oh, yeah, we, the airlines don't say, yeah, we screwed up. We shouldn't have done that. We're sorry. Please come back to work. A lot of them say, F you. No, instead they say, oh, it's because climate change, climate change is making the weather so crazy that we just, we just can't fly planes. I mean, there may be some truth to that. But in my opinion, it's a half-truth at best. 
Because they just, I mean, at this point, you have to understand they, they just make stuff up. Now, I'm at a crossroads here because there's a really, there was a really interesting story that came out um, last summer about how California had to shut down one of its hydroelectric dams because the water level got so low because of climate change that they had to shut the dam down. So I did a bunch of research into that story, into the, the facts of the case. But in continuing with my COVID rant, there was a new study that came out about ivermectin. And uh, oh, what was the headline? Ivermectin reduces COVID death risk by 92%. Peer-reviewed study finds. Now, it's really interesting. When I was looking for this article, because it's, <laughs> it's so frustrating, I see something on... You know, like somebody shares this story on social media. Follow me on social media, by the way, at Earthbox. And I go, oh, that's a great, that's great content. I should bring that up on the show. And then I go to begin preparing and I can't find the damn article and I have to, I <laughs> dig through my search engine for 20 minutes trying to find it. The, the point being, just Put ivermectin study, just search or Google, whatever. I don't recommend Google for obvious reasons. Just type it into your search engine, ivermectin study. And the, the amount of contradictory bull shit is astounding. It's literally back and forth. This study is debunked. This study shows it's good. This study says it's bad. It's really good. Trust the experts. No, it's really good. It's been FDA approved for 25 years, and the guy that came up with it won a Nobel Prize. Or maybe that was hydroxychloroquine. I'm really, I'm saying all the bad words, but see, this is why, this is why I'm, I don't affiliate with YouTube. Because it drives me absolutely crazy when I listen to the podcasts of my peers and they tiptoe around the things that they want to talk about because they want to stay on YouTube. F that. And I self-censor my profanity for my mom, okay? Deal with it. I love you. But these guys are afraid to talk about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vaccine mandates, the effectiveness of the vaccine. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this ivermectin study to begin with. Uh, let's read a little bit. A new peer-reviewed study found that regular use of ivermectin reduced the risk of dying from COVID-19 by 92%. The large study was conducted by Flavio A. Katajianj. He's a board-certified endocrinologist with a master's degree and doctorate degree in clinical endocrinology. So endo 
endocrinology, I've just looked it up, is the study of the endocrine system, obviously, which is a system of glands which secrete hormones. Hormones like dopamine, serotonin. I mean, those are the good ones. The only ones I care about. (laughs) The peer-reviewed study was published on Wednesday by the online medical journal Curious. Aha, that's a cute name. The study was conducted on a strictly controlled population of 88,012 people from the city of Itajai in Brazil. Individuals who used ivermectin, ivermectin as prophylaxis or took the medication before being infected by COVID experienced significant reductions in death and hospitalization. According to the study, those who took ivermectin regularly had a 92% reduction in their COVID death risk compared to non-users and 84% less than irregular users. The hospitalization rate was reduced by 100% in regular users compared to both irregular users and non-users, the study stated. The impressive reduction for regular ivermectin users was evident despite the regular users being at a higher risk for COVID deaths. The regular users were older and had a higher prevalence of type 2 diabetes and hypertension than irregular and non-users. Irregular users of ivermectin had a 37% lower mortality rate reduction than non-users. The study defined regular users as those who use more than 30 tablets of ivermectin over five months. The dosage of ivermectin was determined by body weight, but, quote, most of the population used between two and three tablets daily for two days every 15 days. Non-use of ivermectin was associated with a 12.5-fold increase in mortality rate and a 7-fold increased risk of dying from COVID-19 compared to the regular use of ivermectin, the study read. This dose-response efficacy reinforces the prophylactic effects of ivermectin against COVID-19. But we knew all this already, right? Well, this is one of the reasons that I encourage you to jump in there and Google ivermectin study. We can just do it together. If I still have the tab open. Well, even if I don't, I'm I'm typey. And also we have autofill. So it seems like PubMed is on the same page. But then we have here from verywellhealth.com. Back in April, largest study of ivermectin shows no protection against COVID-19. Really no protection? So how did the Brazil study get it so wrong? I mean, what do you think? Do you think Pfizer would be willing to throw a bunch of cash at verywellhealth.com in order to get them to write a story that says uh, ivermectin doesn't protect you against COVID-19? You better run out and, and get the shot and, and, and get four boosters because it's so effective at, at protecting you. But you know the rub on that one, right? 
See, this is when the FDA is supposed to step in and say, oh, look, see, ivermectin is effective at treating this problem. So you lose your emergency use authorization. Now you have to go back and spend, you know, another $10 million to complete the full trials for this vaccine that you want to give to everybody. But that's all, that's all gone. That's down. That's water under the bridge. We've jumped the shark. The FDA is now just a rubber stamp for Pfizer and probably Moderna and any, anyone else that'll cough up the cash. And Big Pharma is the biggest industry, the most profitable in the world. I don't know why they try to hide it, but they do. I mean, it's probably 10 years ago now or, or longer. I was able to find that the value of, of big pharma was something like $15 trillion. Now, now if you go look up, you, you go look it up and you find a number so ridiculously small, it's laughable. I haven't done it in a few months, but I'm sure it's still true. Just posted today this story from uh, leadstories.com. Fact check. Ivermectin not vindicated again in peer-reviewed study. Hmm. Money pollutes everything. For years and years, the mainstream media just destroyed its com- its credibility completely. So now we have no way to know what's true. I mean, literally, I'm not trying to ruin all of this content that I just produced here, but it's it's seriously just as likely. <laughs> Unfortunate. I mean, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe not just as likely. That, that's the point. You have to dig so deep to find out if these doctors, I mean, the, the, the first mark against this study, if I'm just being honest, the first mark is this guy's an endocrinologist, not an epidemiologist. He studies hormones, not viruses. That doesn't mean that he's incapable of conducting a good study. It's the lengths that we have to go to now to verify because we don't have trustworthy journalists that will do that. And this is another thing that was accomplished by the vaccine mandates. Oh, you don't want to get a vaccine for your job? Well, we'll just put you in the naughty column. And now we know. You're naughty. We're going to blacklist you. You can't come to work anymore. We know you're not willing to play along. So what, I mean, who are we left with? I mean, do you want to call them radicals? Dum-dums? It's the same thing with police officers. Oh, get your vaccine. Don't forget to uh, 
defund the police. (laughs) I mean, the poor cops, man. They have these vaccine mandates shoved down their throat. Then all of the people they arrest get released by crazy leftist progressive DAs that won't prosecute. And then when they when they try to go out on the beat, they get their cars attacked and turned over or they're shot while they're sitting on the side of the road. And then their superiors, the police commissioner, the mayor, the politicians that are supposed to, you know, protect them and have their backs get on the news and say, hey, these people are awful. We need to take away their funding. I wonder why we don't have any more good police officers. Hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Share and follow and subscribe. I'll be back. Bye.